when we come into entrepreneurship, we come at it from that perspective of I'm going to work hard and I'm going to build a great business. And the harder I work, the better my business is going to be. It is not about working harder. It is working smarter. That's going to make us have businesses that give us a good quality of life. You work hard in your business. On the Profit by Design podcast, we ask the big question. What has your business done for you lately? Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling. I'm the business psychologist, the author of the four-week vacation and the How to Hire the Best series, as well as the founder of Tap the Potential, where we coach entrepreneurs like you to design sustainably profitable businesses that give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. Because after all, we believe work supports life, not the other way around. Weekly on the Profit by Design podcast, we bring you tips, tools, and strategies from our own experiences and from the experiences of our guests who are entrepreneurial thought leaders and real life entrepreneurs, all to support you in making intentionally profitable and sustainable business decisions to live the lifestyle you desire. Entrepreneurs, are you ready to take your life back from your business? I've got great news for you. The four-week vacation book is now available on Amazon. Finally! I'm so excited to share this book with you. Go to fourweekvacation.com, get a copy of your book, and check out all the bonuses. Hello, and welcome to the Profit by Design podcast. This is going to be a really fun and very special episode. I am joined today by our Connect team lead at Tap the Potential, Melissa Swire. And Melissa, I'm so excited to have you with me here on the podcast today. We have a very fun topic. So excited to join you and to be a part of the journey for the four-week vacation book. Yes, I wrote the book and Melissa is birthing the book. <laughs> so Melissa's <laughs> job is she's doing the whole book launch and heading things up. So those of you who are seeing our social media and just all the special things that we've got going on around the four week vacation book, Melissa's in the background and, and she's doing incredible work to get this out there. I'm so excited about this book because it's going to impact lives and change lives in such big ways. Melissa, you have your own passion for the book. What excites you about it? There's so many things that excites me about the book, and it's already changed my life. I'm a recovering workaholic, and gosh, I think from the age of 15, I started working, and as soon as I started reading the book, I just realized this is not a good path, and the time that I was taking away from my family and my passion to serve my community just wasn't doing a good service to me. Or, or those that I can serve, not to even mention my health. And I was immediately inspired when I read the book, you know, I'm not quite ready to take a four-week vacation. However, I could immediately implement a change in my schedule that would allow me to take Fridays off. Yes, and you've been doing that. Yes, I have. So I rearranged my schedule to work Mondays through Thursdays. And then on Friday, I serve my community. And it's just one example of a great way to start implementing, you always say small steps forward. And that's my first small step forward leading into my soon to be four week vacation. Yay. I love how you said you're a recovering workaholic because I really 
think even though the title of the book is The Four-Week Vacation, it really is for all of us recovering workaholics who are trying to find that balance between our love for what we do. Like you clearly love, you're very passionate about what you do. I love what I do, but if I do it all the time, I'm no good to anybody. I get burnt out. I get tired. I get run down. I'm not as effective. And so that's what I see going on in the entrepreneurial community. We all start our businesses with big passion for what we're doing and we're excited and we're enthusiastic. And we also believe we're going to have freedom because we're business owners and we're going to be in charge of our time. And that's like the biggest myth anywhere. And so this book is about writing our relationship with our business and really taking our lives back from our businesses so that we can be better and better at what we do. And as a psychologist, I love studying human potential. That's why Tap the Potential is named Tap the Potential, because I want to know how to tap the potential that exists in all of us. And one of the things that I've been so struck by over the years is we have so much potential within us, but we make choices and we have behaviors and we have beliefs that do not serve us, that keep us from really tapping our full potential. And so in the four-week vacation, I dive into some of that psychology of our human potential and what we can do to just be more effective in growing a business. So I know on the surface, it looks like this book is all about taking a four-week vacation, but it's also the subtitle is The Entrepreneur's Ultimate Guide to Taking Your Life Back from Your Business and just learning how to be a better human being and how we can show up more fully present with those that are most meaningful to us, the people who mean the most in our lives. Absolutely. And I do want to say that it's not just for entrepreneurs. This is for business owners. This is for managers. This is for people that are just so dedicated to their jobs that they're showing up for their jobs first before life. That's it. It really is. Yeah. And you know, I had a conversation the other day at a party and this was a woman who had come from France and I asked her, what really stands out to you about the difference between our cultures? And she said, oh, I will tell you in the United States, life supports work. And I just almost, that just floored me. I said, say more. And she said, it's not like that in France. We work and we work hard, but our lives do not revolve around work. And I, so I just listened to her. I didn't get on my soapbox about work supports life, not the other way around. I was just really intrigued about what it looks like, what the U.S. culture looks like from someone outside and how so much of what we believe that we're supposed to be doing to work hard, it's a cultural belief. And it's not serving us. So before we go too far into this, I want to say we're doing something kind of different here on the Profit by Design podcast. Melissa is going to interview me today about why I wrote the book. So I'm going to step back and I'm going to be the podcast guest today. And Melissa, I'm going to let you roll with it because I know you have some really good questions. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you for allowing me to interview you today. And before I jump into questions, I just want to share with everyone I've been on the Tap the Potential team for almost two years now, and we truly walk our talk. And when we find ourselves working too much on the team, we step back and we really look at 
things that are going on that are stressful and how we can scale back and look at the most simple ways that we can move forward and focus on the things that matter most within Tap the Potential. And recently, we actually did this by saying no to social media on the weekends. Yes. And you will not see any posts from Tap the Potential on the weekends because that was actually creating extra work for our Connect team. So I just want to celebrate you, Dr. Sabrina, for creating that culture in our team and share with all of our listeners and those that are going to read the book that this is something that we practice every day. And we hope that once you read the book, that you will bring it back to your companies and to your teams and really inspire them to put life before work. Absolutely. And I want to say something about this piece. So we have our immutable laws at Tap the Potential. Work supports life, not the other way around is a huge one. And so we're constantly trying to adjust our behavior to keep it in line with these immutable laws. And a few months ago, Melissa brought it to my attention that members of the Tap the Potential team were having to work on the weekends with social media because of some things we were doing. And I thought, I didn't know that and this is not okay. And I, so I thanked her for bringing it to my attention. And so we had to be really intentional and it really goes against the grain of what is being taught out there about entrepreneurship and visibility that you need to be there in social media. If you're doing a launch, you do it through the weekend and at Tab Potential, we're saying, no, that's not healthy. We're not going to do it that way. And if we lose some visibility for it or whatever, we're about work supports life. That's what we're teaching. We've got to walk our talk. And the other thing that I didn't realize when I started counting it up, because I was working on the weekend too, because of this particular launch. And so I thought it was just me, but then I realized, no, we have at least four members and a subcontractor on our team that were working on several weekends. And so we had to stop and realign. And I invite everyone who's listening to this to do this with your team, to really you know, have your immutable laws and declare what's important to you. And then don't get upset and frustrated when things go off the rails. It's an opportunity to learn and realign our behavior so that we can get back to what we know is a good practice. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so let's dig in. So you've been working on the four-week vacation book for over eight years. What motivated you to write the book? So this is really my attempt to fix myself, quite honestly. (laughs) And I say that in jest, but I started my business 16 years ago now because I left my full-time job in mental health where I was burnt out doing mental health work and I was working 60 plus hours a week. And I would come home and I felt like I have nothing left to give. I just want to eat and sit in front of the TV and go to bed and start over the next day. But there was no life outside of work. I just didn't have any energy. And I I thought this isn't healthy and I want to start a family and I have to have something left in me to give. And so I quit my job and I started Tap the Potential. And those of you who are familiar with the entrepreneurial experience, you will know that having a baby starting a new business does not bring work-life balance. <laughs> that, that, But I was naive. And I think we a lot of us go into business and we're naive when, because if someone told us what it was really like, there wouldn't be very many entrepreneurs in the world. But I was also very determined. I was determined that as my daughter was born, that I would spend a good bit of time with her in her formative years and after that I would be present. And so she went to a babysitter no more than 25 hours a week. And I had those 25 hours. That was my work time. And when she wasn't at the babysitter, I was not going to be working. I was going to be fully present with her. And that put a lot of pressure 
on me to keep myself highly focused during those 20, 25 hours a week. But the other thing that happened during that period of time, I think she must've been about four months old, Melissa. And I was, I remember, I have this very vivid memory of rocking her to sleep at night and the light coming in through, from the moonlight through the window. And I was reading a copy of The E-Myth by Michael Gerber while I'm rocking her to sleep. And I'm reading this and I immediately am struck with that I'm doing it all wrong. Like, so Michael Gerber is talking about systems and that you create systems in your business so that you're, you know, if you're, he talks about pies and, you know, if you're baking pies all the time, you can't build a business. And for me, if I'm coaching all the time, I can't build a business, but I wanted to build a business that was going to give me a good quality of life. And here I'm reading in the e-myth that I'm doing it all wrong. And that just put me on a quest. Like, I've got to figure this out. I'm going to have a successful business. I'm going to do it on 25 hours a week. And I have to figure out how it is not all going to be me. But at that time, it was all me. I was doing everything. And I was learning because I was coaching business owners. I was learning about how to build a business myself. And so I was reading everything I could. I could get my hands on. And I was reading books. And all this time, I've read books like Traction, Simple Numbers, Straight Talk, Big Profit by Greg Crabtree, Profit First, Mike Michalowicz, Pumpkin Plan, all these books that are out there, even mine, How to Hire the Best, they all give pieces of a solution to how we can have a better life in relation to our business. But that's just it. They're pieces. And when you try to tack them all together, it can make a jumbled mess. And that's what I did. That's where I started is I just want to go out and I want to learn the best practices for running a business. And that's what I've been studying ever since I started my business is what are the best practices? Who are the best people to learn from? Who knows the best way to do? If there was a challenge I had in my business, I was going to find the person who knew how to solve it. And I was going to learn from them. But it makes this jumbled mess when you try to tack all this together. And so a part of what I'm bringing forth in the four-week vacation is the tap the potential solution. It is how you put all these pieces together so that you can have a sustainably profitable business that gives you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. And I'm a very logical person. Like I just, you know, if you can tell me point A goes to point B to point C, I can follow that path. But one of the things that I came to realize through my own learning is how important mindset is. Because a few years into me running my business, I actually got to meet Michael Gerber at a conference and he signed a copy of my Emith book and we were all allowed to ask him one question. And so I was like, I get to talk to Michael Gerber and I get to ask this man one question. What is my, what is my question? And so I said, I am trying to figure out how to build a scalable coaching business like you've done with Emith. How do you do it? And he looked at me, Melissa, and he said, my dear, I own a coaching business and I have never coached a day in my life. Wow. And, oh my gosh, Melissa, I'm not going to lie. Like that really ticked me off. I just thought, what kind of answer is that? He's not telling me anything, but it stuck with me. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And I, over time, have come to realize that he was telling me, yes, you're doing it all wrong. Your entire being has to shift. Your mindset has to shift. And that's what I've come to appreciate so much about the four-week vacation is we can teach entrepreneurs 
all the right steps to create a business that can run without you, that can grow, that can give you your life back. But if you don't have the right mindset, you will never be able to pull this off. And we have to work on our mindset first. So, so much of the first half of the four-week vacation is about getting us into the right mindset. And I hit it hard in the beginning of that book talking about our culture. We have a traditional story of entrepreneurship in our culture, and it's the grinded out mentality and it gets celebrated. And we, you know, fist bump each other and high five for losing sleep. Like, oh, I only sleep four hours a night. And I've heard entrepreneurs tell me that I want to be like Elon Musk. I want to have that energy and that drive where I just can work constantly and come up with these great ideas and these innovations. Elon Musk is very unhealthy in how he relates to his business. And we're celebrating that. We're celebrating revenue in that, you know, it's let's drive that revenue up and let's have as many employees as we can. Well, none of these things lead to a profitable business. And none of these things give us a good quality of life. Driving the revenue up, adding more and more team to our businesses so we can say, I have 20 team members or we employ 50 employees. That's great, but are you profitable? Can you take Fridays off? Can you go home at night and unplug and turn your phone off? Can you go on vacation and unplug? If you can't, you're not experiencing entrepreneurial freedom. And that's what we're all after. And so the four-week vacation really is kind of an invitation into the story of disrupting traditional entrepreneurship. Like we are paving a new path that you can have a very profitable business that has a huge impact in your community and gives you your life back so that you have time for what matters most. So, you know, this is a book about writing our relationship with our business. It's taken me eight years to write it because I had to write my relationship with my business before I could do this and do it in integrity. But I also wanted to compile the research that really shows how we show up best at work and how we can be more effective and include that in the book. I love it. And I love how in the book you do offer so much information on mindset. It really is a journey. And it's not just about the relationship with your business, but it's about the relationship with yourself. Yes. And I think a lot of workaholics, you know, we're burying ourselves in our work to avoid other things in our life. Mm -hmm. And as I, you know, I had the good fortune of reading the book, you know, a few months ago. So I've allowed a lot of the material has sank in. And you said something to me this summer as I was working on the book launch and really just in my own head, you said, you know, a lot of your ideas come when you're not working and when you're fully unplugged and doing the things that you love to do. And I love to paint. So you know, that's when everything just came to life for me. You know, when I'm deep in my paints and my paintbrush or when I was out with my family or serving my community. And I think that embraces a lot of what the book is about and making that time and space. So I just absolutely love that you've included mindset in the book because it is going to take a lot of mindset work to prepare yourself to take a four-week vacation. So in the book, you share a lot of your personal journey as an entrepreneur than you ever have previously. And can you share with us what led you to do that? You know, the biggest reason I'm doing it is because there's so much out there on social media about 
entrepreneurs who look outwardly successful. And if we show up all the time and I do this and I do it on purpose, I put my lipstick on to come on a stream yard like this, you know, and I made sure last night I slept well or I tried to sleep well so that I could be fresh and energetic. So you're getting the best of me today. And I'm going to tell you, there's other days that I don't have a lipstick on and my hair is not all nice and, and whatever. I wanted to show in the four week vacation that every entrepreneurial journey has its challenges and its struggles. I've had them, our clients that have the potential. We have clients who've taken four-week vacations. They have, and they're, they've righted their relationship with their business and they still have challenges and struggles. And so I think when someone sets out to take a four-week vacation, in my experience, watching what's happened to our trailblazers who've taken the four-week vacation pledge and said, I'm going to do this. And I've watched, you know, if they hit a, a road bump or something goes wrong, it's very easy to give up and say, I failed the four-week vacation test. I heard that over and over in 2018 after I issued the four-week vacation challenge to some of our clients and things would go wrong. And they would say, well, I didn't take a four-week vacation, but I took two and a half weeks unplugged. And, I, and they were feeling bad about it. And I was like, holy cow, you just did two and a half weeks unplugged. Have you ever done that before? And you're, no. And so I said, you know what? We have to celebrate those small steps forward taken in a consistent direction that lead to big change over time. So there's no failure of a four-week vacation test. It's a learning opportunity. We learn when things go wrong and we come back and we make our systems better. We train our teams better. We learn how to hire better and make sure we have better people on board for next time around. It's all learning. And so I share stories in there of myself, Donna Lyons, Mike Michalowicz, where we screwed up our four-week vacations. It didn't go as planned so that other entrepreneurs will see there's setbacks and we learn and we recover and we keep moving forward. And that's what I want every entrepreneur to take away from this experience. And so some of the stories that I share in there, I get raw and vulnerable because on the Profit by Design podcast, we started this with the idea that we're going to show the real life stories of entrepreneurs. It's not going to be flash and glam. This is real life entrepreneurship here. And the book is written in that same spirit. And we also do have a team member who is taking her first four-week vacation this year, which we are so excited about. So can you share some of the turning points in your own entrepreneurial journey that you share in the book? Yeah. So there's a couple of them that I'll highlight here. One of them was when I was brand new in business and I had that little bitty baby girl who's now grown up. She's almost 15 now. And I was, I remember this very distinct moment of being totally overwhelmed. I was in the laundry room washing a puke filled onesie and bedding. And I was thinking, I don't have time for this. I have things to do <laughs> in this business. I've got to get this business off the ground. And then in my head, all the long to-do list just started rolling and I got completely overwhelmed and I just started blubbering and crying. I was like, I can't do this. And I had this moment of calm and clarity come over me. And this question came into my head of, you know, Sabrina, let's be real here. If you can only get one thing done today, what's the most important thing that you can do for yourself, and for the business. 
And my answer to what I could do for myself is I could wash this onesie so my daughter would have, you know, nice bedding to sleep in. And I could feel good about being a good mom to her. I could take the time to do that and not feel guilty about it. And I can look at, I can get one thing done in my business. Let me figure out what's going to be the most impactful and go and do that thing. And I don't remember what that one thing was. But I know it was a good decision because Tap the Potential has grown significantly over the last 15 or 16 years. And I believe because I've started to from that point forward, that was my question that I came to with every single day. What's the most important thing? I can only probably get one big thing done. So what's the most impactful thing that I can do here? And I offer that to entrepreneurs because we all have these big, long to-do lists. We look in our businesses and we see everything that's wrong. And we don't celebrate enough of what's going right. You know, Melissa, we've had a lot of challenges at Tap the Potential due to COVID. And we would go into our leadership meetings and we would look at our numbers and we'd be like, oh, man, no matter what we're doing, nothing's moving the needle. And I shifted that and I said, you know what? Let's start looking at what's working. (laughs) Let's start looking at which pieces, maybe we're not hitting our goals, but where are we moving the needle forward? And let's be more intentional about doing more of that. And just in a little bit of time of doing that, we're seeing things shift all across the board. It's huge. And so another reason that I go into my personal journey as an entrepreneur in this book is because of what happened during COVID to us on the Tap the Potential team. So, and there's so many stories out there when I talk to entrepreneurs of what they've experienced due to COVID. Some businesses have done incredibly well during COVID. Others have had challenges and a lot of businesses have had significant challenges and continue to have significant challenges because of COVID. And what happened to us is retreat season, March, is our biggest time of the year. That's where we experience our biggest spike in sales. It sets us up really for the rest of the year. Well, right after our retreat in 2020, the country shut down. And so we had almost $100,000 worth of sales in play that dried up and disappeared because business owners got scared, rightly so. They didn't know it was coming and they wanted to hang on to their cash. And so that me being an entrepreneur, I was like, oh, this sucks. This is temporary. We're going to make it up. (laughs) You know, somehow we'll come through this and we'll persevere and figure it out. Well, the problem was, number one, is I had prepared for us to grow that year. And so I had invested heavily in our growth just a few months leading into that retreat season. And then what I also didn't account for is that when people purchase from us, they're not usually making a one-time purchase. They purchase multiple services with us throughout the year. And so not only did we lose $100,000 worth of sales, we also lost associated sales that were going to be revenue coming into the business later in the year. And so it became very hard to just adjust the cash flow in that respect. The other thing that went on is we had crazy months. Some months we hit and surpassed revenue goals, more revenue than we'd ever had before. And then the following month, we had revenue that looked like two or three years prior. And so predicting the cash flow in the business was like, it was crazy. I had nothing to go by. And... So we had to make adjustments. We've cut our expenses in half compared to where we were coming into COVID. And so, I mean, we follow profit first. We walk our talk, but 
that on the surface sounds like, oh, they made some good strategic decisions and cut those expenses in half. No, we had to let people go, people we care about, people we're connected to. And we had to trim things, you know, platforms and things that we use. And we had to look at our service delivery and make sure we didn't affect our sweet spot in making these cost cuts that we were making. And so there were hard decisions. And I I mean, I had sleepless nights like you wouldn't believe, like just worrying about the cash flow in the business. And so what I did is I dug in and I thought, okay, meditation, that's a good thing, like to help with anxiety and stress. So I'm going to start boosting my meditation. And I got to where I could meditate almost an hour at a time because I figured if I'm laying in bed and I'm not sleeping, I'm going to do something good for my brain at least. And I'm going to meditate and calm myself (laughs) down. And so we have had to adjust. And one of the things that I put in the book is our vision for 2021. I had written that vision right before COVID happened. And so I've heard our clients say, you know, I hesitate to write a big vision because I've written a vision before and we haven't achieved it. And then I feel shame or I feel like I need to lower my goals and I need to lower my expectations and be more reasonable. And I haven't taken that approach. We've continued to move forward onto Vision 2021. And Darren Hopman on our team reminds us repeatedly about FOCUS, which is an acronym that says focus on something until it's completed successfully. It's one thing. Focus on one thing until it's completed successfully. And I come back to that over and over. And I want entrepreneurs to not be afraid to have a big vision because that's what you need to hire a team to buy in and want to support that big vision and allow you, the entrepreneur, not to be the only one pursuing it, but also that space that you need to step back from things. So you need that big vision. And when things don't go right, it's not about tactics. It's about figuring out, okay, what other opportunities do we have? And maybe if this doesn't happen by December, 2021, if it happens in April, 2022, am I going to be sad and disappointed? No, (laughs) it's happened. And that's the main thing. Oh, I love it. We have had a challenging time, but I think what has saved us at Tap the Potential are a couple of things that have is one, which you talk about in the book, Veggies First. And we are so blessed to have an amazing team. We, our team is just so strong and we love and care for one another genuinely and we hold each other accountable. And one of our immutable laws is to step up when another team member can't fully show up. And we do that for one another. And I think the other thing that has saved us is we follow the EOS system, which you can find in the book Traction by Gina Wickman, who also wrote for the four-week vacation book. But having those systems in place and such an amazing integrator, our integrator on our team is Amy Marie. When all of those systems are set up, any team member can come into our project management system and see where everybody on the team is. And that frees up our mind to be able to focus on things and move the needle forward. So even though it's been a challenging time, I think it's really made us stronger. I believe it has. And, you know, one of the things about A players is A players speak their mind. And we have a team, especially on our leadership team, our whole team is A players. They Nobody hesitates to speak up. But our leadership team is very experienced in business. I've never added up our experience in business on this leadership team, but it's over a hundred years, I'm sure. And we are strategists. And so we guide business owners on strategy all the time. And so we have people on our leadership team that speak up and express ideas. We don't always agree. 
And I think that's the value of a strong leadership team is we see different perspectives, but we're all united that this is where we're headed towards. This is what we're trying to accomplish. And one of the analogies that I've shared is that in some of my toughest times when our cash flow was tightest, I feel like I'm the pilot and I'm trying to land this plane safely. And when I mean land the plane safely, I mean, get this freaking book out there. My biggest fear is that we would run out of cash at Tap the Potential before we had the opportunity to get the four-week vacation book out and really serve entrepreneurs in a big way just because of the COVID challenges. And so like, I'm trying to land this plane safely. And it feels like sometimes the passengers on the plane are throwing water bottles at my head, but sometimes it's even the crew throwing water bottles at my head, you know? And I'm like, I just want to get this plane safely on the ground. And it doesn't feel good. And for entrepreneurs out there, when you have a strong leadership team, sometimes they're going to throw the water bottles at your head. And it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they don't want to land that plane safely with you. Everybody wants to get on the ground safely. It's because they have ideas too. And we need to, I think we need to embrace what our teams can tell us from the different perspectives of what they see going on in our businesses. There's a lot of information out there that we, the CEO, the owner, the founder, sometimes we don't see it and we need their perspective. Yeah. And we teach in the Better Business, Better Life program to use the choice map, which is The book is written by Marilee Adams, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life, phenomenal book. And she actually endorsed the four-week vacation book as well. And so you actually have fostered a team to ask questions. And sometimes those questions are challenging, but you always embrace them with grace. And it can be a challenging situation for um, the team as we meet together, but we always grow and learn. And it just makes us so much better and stronger. And a lot of times, I know even to be on the Connect team, I learn from our strategists, you know, from Stacy and Darren, who are on the client experience, who give me ideas, even for social media. And just by asking questions that I'm not thinking of, because I'm working in it all day, every day. So I love that. My favorite, favorite quote in the book is you say grinding it out is grinding us up. So tell us what's going on with entrepreneurs. So, I mean, it's that phenomenon of we want to be successful. And so as entrepreneurs, we believe that the road to success is to work harder and that is grinding us up. When I think about just what we at Tath Potential have been through in the last few years, the challenges in the business due to COVID and all of that being one thing. But when I look at our different team members and what's going on in our individual lives and the individual challenges we've had, I think, holy smokes, like look at what we're accomplishing in spite of all these challenges that have come up. And you talked about veggies first, Melissa. In the book, veggies first means doing what we need to do to take care of ourselves first and prioritizing that every single day. And we don't typically do that as entrepreneurs. What amazes me is I get to be around a lot of A player entrepreneurs, people who want to do the best things in their business and they want to grow great teams and they want to be a great place to work and they want to have a big impact on their community and their industry leaders in their respective industries. And these very people who will invest in training and development for themselves and their team without batting an eye will be the very first to forego exercise, eating well, and sleeping. 
So what's up with this? Like we will invest in training, but we won't invest in our self-care every single day. We are our number one best investment ever. When we take care of ourselves, we can show up fully with our gifts and bring them to the world. When Melissa has Fridays off and she's involved in her community and all, I mean, Melissa does amazing things out there in the world aside from Tap the Potential. She's just fully living life, full impact, big out. When she's taking care of herself, she can do those things. But if she's not taking care of herself, she's getting getting sick and she's not going to feel good. And I mean, and all of us are like that. And A players, and I know a lot about A players. I've been studying them a long time to try to help business owners hire the best. And so I've had a deep dive into A players psychology. A players will work, 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 work. If there's a goal, they're going to work and burn themselves out to achieve it. And so veggies first is all about we've got to take care of ourselves first. We can't grinding it out grinds us up. And there's in the book, I cite a lot of research on the excessively high rates of depression, substance abuse, suicidal ideation, divorce among entrepreneurs, because it's a lifestyle. The traditional way of doing entrepreneurship is a lifestyle that's not healthy. It's not taking care of us. And entrepreneurs are typically talked about as we're the backbone of the economy. We're going to bring us back from COVID. It's going to be small business that's going to make things better. If we're the backbone of the economy, who's watching out for us? We have to take care of ourselves in the greater entrepreneurial community. We have to come together and we need to say enough is enough. We're not going to celebrate the grind anymore. We are going to celebrate veggies first, taking our lives back, putting boundaries in place with our businesses. We're going to turn our phones off at the end of the day and not constantly be checking in and be connected so that we can connect with ourselves and be present with our families. And when two years ago we started utilizing, I created the Better Business, Better Life Assessment because I wanted to assess the rates of entrepreneurial burnout in the entrepreneurial community. I wanted to see what's really going on with entrepreneurs because there's a lot of research on burnout, but not much research on entrepreneurial burnout. But yet when I talk in a room full of entrepreneurs and I use the phrase entrepreneurial burnout, all of a sudden I see people leaning forward. I see heads nodding. Like that clued me in that I was onto something that's a very real experience for the majority of entrepreneurs. Yet we're not talking about it. No one's really studied it. We don't know what's going on. And so when I created the Better Business, Better Life Assessment, I wanted to know the big question that I had is number one, what's going on with entrepreneurs in relation to burnout? And so I created this assessment and it has questions about quality of life as an entrepreneur. It also has questions about key business systems. And so this is a one of a kind assessment that allows you an entrepreneur to check in with yourself on your own quality of life in relation to the health of your business. Like no other assessment puts those two together. This assessment does it for you. So when you take it, you can get that information. But as we've given this assessment, all of a sudden I realized, you know, we have a lot of data. Let's dig into this data and let's see what's really going on with entrepreneurship. And so some interesting findings that have come out of the data, 88% of entrepreneurs at risk are at risk for entrepreneurial burnout. 
So this data comes from over 200 entrepreneurs that we've studied during the height of COVID over the last two years. So 88% of entrepreneurs are at risk for entrepreneurial burnout. 81% find it hard to switch off and not think about the business. And I remember one client said to me when he came across that question on the assessment, he said, you know what? When you ask me how many hours I'm working and you tell me, including the time spent thinking about the business, all of a sudden I realize like I'm thinking about all the business all the time, even when I'm not physically present at work. And that's a big deal because that's a big contributor to burnout is when we're constantly thinking about the business and we can't shut it off. When we're at a, our kid's play or our kid's soccer game and we're on our phone or we're taking notes because we remember we need to do something and it's in the business, we're not being fully present and we're not giving ourselves the space to fully recharge. So the fact that 81% of entrepreneurs are saying they find it hard to switch off and not think about the business, that's alarming to me. 53% report difficulty enjoying downtime away from work. In the three days prior to taking the assessment, more than half of the respondents had neglected basic needs such as sleep, healthy eating, or social interaction. So that's, again, the veggies first. We need to be doing those things to take care of ourselves. Almost a third, 29% report feeling discouraged about the future. Almost half report feeling as though no one understands them and the stressors they experience. And 41% say they are easily annoyed or irritated. And this particular mix, the discouragement about the future, feeling misunderstood, and being easily annoyed or irritated is a recipe for us as entrepreneurs to act in ways that exacerbate and worsen the very experiences that put us at risk for depression and other mental health conditions. This is where we lash out at our family members because we've had a bad day or a bad week or a bad month in the business. And, or we lash out at our teams and then we, you know, people quit because they're angry and they're upset. And then now we don't have the team that we need. And so it creates that downward cycle for us entrepreneurs. So what I want to look at is, you know, what can we do so that we can help entrepreneurs have that better quality of life and get out of the burnout cycle, get their business healthier, and have these businesses that really are life-sustaining versus taking our lives away? There's so much in that that you shared that really resonates. And I feel like we came from a generation that really applauded hard work and working overtime. I shared a story with you, and it's actually in the book of sitting at my grandmother's bed near the end of her life. And I'm working and working from my laptop remotely, which I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to do. But she looked at me and she said, You know, Missy, you're working too hard. And I said, Well, you know, Mima, you taught me that. And she said, but look at where it got me. And, you know, all of my life, it was work, work, work. You need to work. Is your house clean? You know, are you working? Are you putting back money? And now she's decided at 86, maybe that wasn't really a good idea. It's such a powerful lesson. And that's why I asked your permission if we could share that in the book. I hear stories like that from older entrepreneurs I hear it from their spouses. This, some of the hardest things I've heard as I've written this book are spouses who will share with me, you know, my husband or my wife died 
working in the business. We never got to enjoy retirement together. They were always working for some day when things would be better. And I want to invite every entrepreneur to assume someday's not going to come. Just assume it's not going to come. How would you live your life now? What decisions would you be making in your business and about how you spend your time if you know you only have a year or two years or three years to go out there and, and celebrate your loved ones and live your life? You make very different decisions about how you show up. And we all tend to operate on this assumption that we have a someday, but we don't know. So let's live life now. That's beautiful. So you have an interesting question you're asking, and it points to what's next for us at Top of Potential and possibly your next book. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So you might have noticed as I went through the data that we have from this Better Business, Better Life assessment, it's kind of a downer, right? Like who wants to hear like, oh man, it's hard to be an entrepreneur and the majority of entrepreneurs are burned out. And so I kept thinking there's got to be a better question here and there's a better story in this data. What story can we tell with this data that's going to lift us up? and shine a light on a path for us. And I actually, this came about when I was on vacation and I was having some conversations with my husband who analyzes our data for us. He's a data scientist. <laughs> and I said, I'm looking for a better question here because I'm not liking what we're finding in this data. And he said, you know, one of the things that is really interesting is to look at that segment of entrepreneurs who aren't burnt out. What's going on with them? And I was like, oh, you're right. That's really interesting. And he had the data to show me because he's been analyzing the data. And we have this in the four-week vacation book. And so the big question that we're asking is of those entrepreneurs who aren't burnt out, and there's a, a small percentage of them who aren't, they're living a very high quality of life. What are they doing differently in their business and in their life that the rest of entrepreneurs can learn from? And so, you know, just to share some preliminary findings of what we see in our data is that those with lower risk of burnout work substantially less than those who are at greater risk for burnout. Those who are able to be away the longest from their business, fully unplugged, are less stressed. And the more days they are reporting that they are able to be away fully unplugged, the less stress, the less risk they have for entrepreneurial burnout. I think that's a pretty big deal. Those who are at lower risk for entrepreneurial burnout have more systems in place. So adding systems in our business reduces our risk for entrepreneurial burnout. And those who are at low risk for entrepreneurial burnout have almost double the number of systems in place as those who are at higher risk for burnout. So years ago at ProfitCon, I heard a speaker say, just imagine what your business would look like a year from now if you put in a, one system per week in your business. And I thought, well, that's really cool. I want to go to work and putting one system in place per week in my business. So just imagine that for yourself, like how different your business could be by putting systems in place. The other interesting finding, though, and this one blows me away. I was really surprised to see this. 
when we look at, we ask entrepreneurs, how much time are you willing to invest in improving your business? There is no difference between these two groups of entrepreneurs in the amount of time they're willing to invest. Both those who are at risk for burnout and those who are living well and having a good quality of life are willing to put in six to 10 hours a week or more to make their business better. So we are all willing to show up and work hard <laughs> to make our businesses better. But the distinction is that those who are at greatest risk for burnout are not willing to invest as much money into improving themselves and their business. This is a big, big deal because when we come into entrepreneurship, we come at it from that perspective of I'm going to work hard and I'm going to build a great business. And the harder I work, the better my business is going to be. It is not about working harder. It is working smarter that's going to make us have businesses that give us a good quality of life. And so if you're one of those entrepreneurs who's never invested in coaching or training to improve your business, you have a huge opportunity here and our data backs it up. Invest in learning from those who know, those who are succeeding in having a good quality of life while they run their business. Invest in learning and training opportunities. Learn how to hire the best. Learn how to put the pumpkin plan in place in your business. And the pumpkin plan is part of our Tap the Potential solution that we teach in the four-week vacation and in our Better Business, Better Life program. And on the surface, you know, you may think, well, that's not a big deal. I've pumpkin planned my business. You know, I've gotten rid of some really difficult clients and customers. But what our data shows, it's not about just getting rid of those really difficult clients and customers. Those who have a higher quality of life are engaging with better quality clients and customers, and they have systems in place to intentionally attract better quality clients, customers, and team members. And so when we think about you know, what can we do to make our businesses better? I get excited because the data does back up what we've been teaching in the Tap the Potential Solution about how to build a business that's going to be sustainably profitable and give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. And I'm going forward, kind of the next step for Tap the Potential is we are going to become a data-driven company around what works for entrepreneurship. And I get so frustrated and aggravated because there's a lot of people out there teaching entrepreneurs how to hire, how to you know put systems in place and how to be profitable. And a lot of it is just, they heard it from somebody else. It worked for a few people. So let's go teach this. And Tap the Potential has always been about, let's look at cutting edge research, what's working when it comes to building a great team, what's working when it comes to building a profitable company. And going forward, we're going to be studying entrepreneurs and looking for the ones who are doing life well <laughs> and doing business well. And what are they doing? And, and the big question that I have is, what is it that we don't know that we don't know? I want to know what we don't know so that we can bring more of that into our Better Business, Better Life program at Tap the Potential and be even more effective. We know the Tap the Potential solution works. We've taken lots of clients through it. We know we can get them to a point where they have more time for what matters most and more money in their bank account than ever. And because I like to tap the potential, 
I want to study what those entrepreneurs who are really living a good quality of life as they have a successful business, I want to know what it is that we don't yet know about what they're doing so that we can bring that in and share it. And so that's what's next for Tap the Potential. And so with that in mind, I need help. There's no way I can do this on my own. I need the entrepreneurial community to allow us to assess you essentially. Take our assessment, tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. So in what you're going to get when you take that assessment is it's your opportunity to check in with yourself to see how you're doing right now and also look at the health of your business and get clear action steps. Like here are the things, here are the systems I can work on and improve in my business that are going to have a direct impact on improving my quality of life. So if you remember that challenge, you know, if you're going to put one system in place a week in your business, imagine what your business would look like a year from now. Well, if you take our assessment you will see <laughs> these are the systems that I can put into my business that will have the biggest impact over the next year and improving my quality of life. So you can take that assessment. It's at tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. But even more than that, and so please, if you're listening to this, take the assessment. If you've taken it previously, take it again, take it over and over because you can keep checking in with yourself, but it also gives us more data. So it gives us the opportunity to study entrepreneurs longitudinally. So that means a group of entrepreneurs over a period of time. So we can have longitudinal data. But if you have access in your entrepreneurial, if you have other entrepreneurs that you're connected with, if you are in groups of entrepreneurs or you are in charge of speaking events and lots of entrepreneurs come or even 10 entrepreneurs come, please let us be connected, share the assessment with those groups, invite them to take it, explain that we're trying to study successful entrepreneurs to find out what they're doing so we can share it with the rest of the world. So Tap the Potential is about to put out our first annual report on the state of entrepreneurship. And we're taking on those two questions. What is going on with entrepreneurship, number one? And number two, what are successful entrepreneurs doing? And so we need, we've had 200 entrepreneurs take the assessment. That's our initial data set. We need, the more entrepreneurs we have taking this, if we can have 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 entrepreneurs taking this assessment, we have much more robust data that we're going to be able to bring back and report and say, okay, we can say with certainty, do these things in your business and you're going to have a better, bit stronger business and a better quality of life. So if you're listening to this and, and you have access to a group of entrepreneurs, connect with us, Melissa and I, and I would love the opportunity to come and speak to groups of entrepreneurs, whether live or virtually, and talk about what we're seeing going on with entrepreneurship and what successful entrepreneurs are doing. And I would love it if you would share, if you're like in social media groups with other entrepreneurs, if you would share our assessment, invite other entrepreneurs to take it. So the assessment again is tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. And if you have an opportunity where I could speak, send me an email, sabrina at tapthepotential.com and let's line it up. And I really am serious. It could be a group of 200. It can be a group of five or 10. I just want to reach entrepreneurs with this message. And I want to get the traditional story of entrepreneurship that grinded out. I want to change that to one of work supports life, not the other way around. And this is a grassroots effort. Our four-week vacation trailblazers who are featured in this book are the ones who are out there showing the rest of the world. You can build a sustainably 
profitable business that gives you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. And every single entrepreneur who's listening to this, who decides, you know what, today I'm leaving my office at five o'clock and I'm turning my phone off. You are joining the story with us here in the four week vacation and you're starting to take your life back. And that is huge. So let's go out and let's show the world that work really can support life. Thank you. You are touching so many people. And this book is great for entrepreneurs, um, business leaders, workaholics, recovering workaholics. I think it's great for college students, high school students, set them up for success in the very beginning. I echo take the assessment. Every time I take the assessment, I'm reminded of things that I need to work on for myself and my own business. Please share the assessment and Thank you for sharing your life's work with us. And thank you for allowing me to interview today. Thank you, Melissa. And you know what? I realized we did this whole interview and I never told people where they could get a copy of the book. (laughs) So So please share. Where can they get the book? Yeah. So you can pre-order the book right now. It's at fourweekvacation.com. So those of you who are listening to this live, the book will be out October 26th. When this airs officially on the podcast, the book will be out. So (laughs) go to fourweekvacation.com and you can pre-order a copy of your book and be sure to check out our bonuses. We have some really cool bonuses. So when you purchase one copy of the book, there's a lot of bonuses that go with that. If you are purchasing multiple copies of the book because you want to share it with all the entrepreneurs you know and love, we love you for doing that. And we are doing something really cool, but you need to go to fourweightvacation.com to see what that really cool thing is. I'm not going to spoil it. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Sabrina. Thank you, Melissa. I appreciate you being with us on the podcast. Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Entrepreneurs Take Your Life Back Facebook community at tapthepotential.com forward slash group. Share your aha moments from today's episode, ask me questions, and join in on the fun with your fellow entrepreneurs on the journey to designing sustainably profitable businesses that give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. And finally, share today's episode with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. This is real life business. Keep your chin up, keep moving forward. You got this. If you're loving the Profit by Design podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review. Our listener reviews help us get into the top 10 of all entrepreneurship podcasts so that more entrepreneurs like you discover us. Your review is critical in helping us make a difference for more entrepreneurs who are ready to take their life back.